hello, you fine, magical, wonderful, glorious, gorgeous, this is patrons. Thanks for being here. This is your bonus episode for 263 JL Fields. Yay. I hope you liked the interview with JL. And um, I think you'll like this one too. She, uh, I really like that JL. I like that JL Fields. Um, she's a patron here too. I wouldn't, what, what does that mean? If she listens. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, it's late-ish at night. Well, 1038 p.m. And uh, I thought I'd get this going so I could have it fresh and ready to go for you first thing in the morning. Let me adjust this little windscreen a little bit. Not a ton to report to you. Um, everything new. You probably know already um, if you've been keeping an eye on Patreon or the emails that come to you. I am going to be rolling out another project, a little zine um, about my bed. Um, it's another thing with the Patreon crew. It's like inviting me to this other little project they're doing where they're going to coach people through um, doing a campaign where they li- offer something for a limited time. So I'm going to do another zine. Uh, some of you have probably been around long enough to, or have you? When I did the zine, I guess it was last year, it was called Glorious. Um, I did it with, um, you know, I did it with <laughs> Luke Curtis, same guy that uh, designed the animal book and the animal album. And uh, yeah, so it came with a download and that was a really fun project. So I'm doing that again and that's going to be my limited offer thing. And um, yeah, that's really it. Um, it's going to be, it'll be out in September. I started writing the the story already and um, it's a really sweet story. And it's a really interesting um, pairing with my first zine, Glorious, which was all about solitude. And this book or zine is going to be about not solitude, whatever that is. So anyway, that's that story for you. And um, thank you so much for being here. I I really appreciate more people than usual downloaded the uh, bonus episode this week. So that was really nice. That was nice. So nice. Uh, The guest next week is Chris Cooney, the vegan zombie. And um, I'll have bonus material for you from him as well. I'm going to be in Syracuse all next week at the State Fair working uh, with my friend Joel, also a patron here, um, at the Stronghearts Cafe. There's a vegan cafe in Syracuse, two of them, called Stronghearts. And uh, they do a booth at the State Fair, which is really amazing. And I had a great time last summer working there for a couple weeks. This year, it's just one week. And that's really it. Thanks for being here and uh, more to come. Here's JL Fields. Hello, patrons. Welcome to your bonus content for episode 263 with JL Fields. Welcome back, JL. Great to be back. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, I just I realized we I'm having a moment. Yeah, we're patrons of each other. I, I'm your patron on Patreon, right? Yeah, and I'm your okay. patron. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just had a moment. I would be like, we patronize each other, and you'd be like, actually, you're, n- you're not my patron. I think I spend uh, more of my Patreon fun. money on other people, <laughs> and I love it. It's a great way for people to support me, and then I, in return, I get to support other people. <laughs> Score. Yeah, like Patreon is like that. I, I wasn't even going to talk about Patreon, but it's the greatest. I really, really love the platform and the the whole idea that it presents. I hope more and more people get behind it. But we're speaking to the choir because these are people that are patrons of me, of mine. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so one of the questions I like to ask vegan guests is whether you had, uh, as a kid, did you notice that you had a different sort of awareness or sensitivity toward animals and them being treated fairly? Oh, wow. You know, I, I'm going to have to say I don't 
think so. And I feel bad to say, like, I loved our companion animals. So we had cats and we had dogs. Um, or actually we had a dog now that I think about it, Missy. Um, and you know, of course was devastated when Missy died. And I'm going to even tell you, I'm a crazy cat lady. And even our cats, I grew up so pragmatic and I don't know if it, it was, it's from growing up in a rural area. Like our cats didn't like really live in inside. I mean, I think they were in sometimes, but then it'd be like, we're snowball. And dad's like, Oh, we think, you know, maybe she went to the farm, which now I know what that means. Probably something horrible happened. And so like animals were a part of our lives in that way. Um, and I, so no, I, and I'm just thinking of it as, as, as we say that. And, and I guess I'm, I'm glad I'm saying that because, you know, sorry, I'm going to give you more information than you've ever asked for, but, um, no, keep it coming, keep it coming. You know, I think people think they have to be animal lovers to be vegan. And if mm. that, that were the case, we'll never have a vegan world. You literally don't have to love someone to believe in justice for them. Right. Um, right. there could be somebody that I personally do not agree with or like really completely rubs me the wrong way. Um, but I believe that justice is everyone deserves justice, right? So not for doing something bad. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, I believe there should be justice around, um, gender and, um, and race and, economy and towards animals and everything. And so, um, I'm just thinking this out loud as I'm saying it. And I, and I guess I'm kind of happy that I didn't, that maybe, maybe that's why it took me so long to become vegetarian or vegan, but I don't have to love animals to be vegan. And, you know, truthfully, my husband who is vegan now, um, you know, he doesn't, doesn't get emotional over a Facebook video like I do. Um, but that doesn't mean he's any less vegan than me. Right. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, that was a really weird long answer. (laughs) No, I love that answer. And like, as you were answering, and I could sort of tell you were headed in that you didn't have a special sensitivity toward animals answer. That's what most people say. Oh, (laughs) really? really surprising. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's really important that we say that, right? Because I I, I mean, now that I've been doing my sanctuary stuff, I have a bigger (laughs) fondness for animals. But when I went vegan, I didn't care about chickens. Like, I just wanted them not to be suffering. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go hug a chicken. I mean, I will now. Yeah, me <laughs> like, too. <laughs> as, as, as soon as possible, I'll hug a chicken. But I didn't then, and and it wasn't it wasn't about like loving chickens. It was about not wanting to be a dick to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you just brought up a really good point, which is the importance of sanctuaries. And I know you know that. Obviously, it's clear in the work that you do. And and I've been on the board of directors now of two. I'm I'm on one now here in Colorado, Love and Arm Sanctuary. And I truly believe, you know, I, I think I heard this in um, on our Hen House interview with um, Timothy um, Patriarch. How did yeah. So, you know, the, the, the politics of sight, when he talks about, you know, how, um, sanct- like slaughterhouses try to hide what's really, ha- not hide, but, you know, they, they have all these elements, um, that stop you from seeing certain things because if you don't see it, then it's not happening and you don't have to feel culpable. Um, but then when he went to a sanctuary, his politics of sight was the, of seeing the animals that could have landed on a plate. And I think, you know, cause yeah, I'm a 100% cuckoo crazy, I'll hug any animal, even if it's a snake vegan now, because (laughs) I've seen them, you know, you can see in the eye and you're just like, oh my gosh, you are an individual. So yeah. Yeah. I had, there was a thing and I sort of referenced it in my show and in the book, this, like when I met this pig who actually kind of terrorized me at Tamerlane, 
like she bit me. <laughs> she, like she's a bully. <clears throat> and I really don't like this pig. But like when I first met her, I what like all the things I knew happened to pigs in factory farms and slaughterhouses, you know, what not just you know, all of the places started flashing into my head. And it was like that happens to this type of creature. Like, you know, that connection of like, oh shit, this isn't just like the idea of a pig. This is a pig. This is what a pig looks like. What would this pig look like hanging up, being slaughtered? Like all that stuff was flashing into my head. It was it's crazy. Yep. So yeah, so that's that is that does that fit with the politics of sight? Is that the I think so, the, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Woo. Yeah. I love this con- this question and this conversation. Um, chefs, are there any that inspire you particularly? Oh my gosh, that is such a great question. I got um, the good questions coming at Mikey Pod. Oh my <laughs> goodness. You know, okay, so this is gonna sound a little weird. But you already know me, so I'm a little weird. You know, I kind of <laughs> tend to avoid um, hero worship. I feel like there's yeah. a lot of that in the vegan community right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for that reason, I don't totally – I don't really get super fixated on an individual. And I think it's also like when people will be like – like, you know, in the in the – original interview and you're saying all these things that I do. And I'm just like, I'm like one person, like a million other people who do it. So, so I guess the point is I don't really kind of silo people off into that area. So, so now I need to think about it because surely somebody has been, you know, sort of somebody I've turned to, I will tell you, um, I, I think that Robin Robertson's books are some of the best. Um, and I, cause it, it just was so easy and helpful for me to go vegan. Um, using her cookbooks and, um, Bryant Terry, his book. Oh my gosh. I mean, so, so those are two people that I can think of right away, but that was also my long way of saying that I I guess I don't think in those terms. (laughs) Ah, I love that. Uh, Every time, every time I talk to you, I'm like, Oh, I got to think about something differently now in a good way. (laughs) Oh yeah. Favorite, favorite meal to eat. What do you like to eat? Like, and you can name a restaurant, something you like to cook for yourself or like Tell me all this stuff. Oh, well, I'll tell you. Um, there's a, a restaurant in here in Colorado Springs. Not a vegan restaurant, not even vegetarian. It's called Adams Mountain Cafe, but they have been vegan-friendly forever, like probably one of the longest standing restaurants in town um, that has been vegan-friendly. And they have a dish on their menu that if they ever take away, I'm just going to have to move. It's called uh, <laughs> Senegalese Vegetable. Senegalese vegetables over udon noodles with sesame crusted tofu. It is ridiculous. It is wonderful. It is comforting. It is everything. Like it's the dish I want to give to people and go, this is vegan food. Congratulations. Uh, So it's amazing. Is it uh, like, am I thinking of Senegal? I I feel like I've had an African peanut tomato type stew. Is it that type of dish? You know what it is? It's spicy from ginger. And so it's got some spice, but it's coconut milk. So it's kind of like a creamy, um, heated, you know, heat meaning you really feel the ginger in the back of your throat, but it's not like a cayenne pepper kind of heat. So Mm -hmm. um, that pepperiness over a simple udon noodle, it just works beautifully together. And then I just always add the sesame crusted tofu because they pat the seeds, I think with a little flour into, or starch probably, into the tofu. But then they fry it in a, um, I think they call it, it's like a bran oil. Like, um, it's just got this amazing texture, and uh, the, but the, it retains the meatiness inside. And it's just it's one of those things where you take a bite and you're like, oh my gosh, I got a little bit of a crunch from the vegetable. I've got this soft 
from the noodle with that creamy from the coconut milk. And I've got that heat from the ginger. And oh, I just got those sesame seeds when I crunched into that tofu. I mean, it's like the whole deal on one bite from your fork. That sounds amazing. Yeah. All right. I, I, <laughs> I approve of your choice. Not that you needed my approval on this, but, but that sounds great. Um, all right. I, we should wrap this one up too. Um, thanks for joining me. And if you paid patrons of mine who are listening to this, if you're looking for another artist to support, and I do say artist, uh, JL Fields, uh, I'll be sure to put a link to JL's Patreon page within the post for this bonus episode. Oh, that's sweet of you. Thank you. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> thanks again for joining me on both <laughs> interviews and with withstanding my coughing. <laughs> <I> feel better. <laughs> I will. Thanks. So thanks again. Thank you.